Dr. Ruth Anderson on the International Angels Network. Today is Thursday, August 16, 2018. I'm your host, Ruth Anderson, and I'm coming to you live from Colorado. Here at International Angels Network, we explore spirituality, angels, spirit guides, our loved ones on the other side, and much more. Our radio podcasts are available to you on Pocket Casts, Pinterest, Player FM, Podchaser, and now tune in radio. Listen to us on Alexa and Echo Amazon devices or download the TuneIn app. These are all easy sites to use and make it really easy to listen to our archive shows. Tonight I'm thrilled to present this last week of our five-week mini-series called Getting to Know Divine Mother with my dear friend and guest, Dr. Nancy Tarhart. This episode of International Angels Network is sponsored by Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center. For more information, visit holisticrejuvenate.com. Sunday Sturgeon is the founder and CEO of Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center and is a host on this network. We are pleased to announce that International Angels Network is now also sponsored by Audible by Amazon. If you go to www. AudibleTrial.com forward slash International Angels Network, you can get a free audiobook. So please check that out today. I would like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen in. This show is called Walking with Spirit. Walking with Spirit means consciously living in the physical realm with frequent connection to the divinity in the spirit realm and being open to all that they want me to experience. Every day I check in with my guides, Divine Mother and God, sometimes seeking guidance, sometimes seeking connection, and sometimes seeking their healing abilities. Many days I receive lessons by hearing, seeing, or feeling signs coming in from the energetic realm. I never know what my day is going to look like or what the next learning might be. Each week I share a story about an experience I had while walking with spirit. I don't know about any of you, but my heading out on a spiritual journey started out as a very lonely proposition. As I experienced Spirit's presence more and more in my life, it became harder for me to find someone who I could speak with about it. I could talk with my teacher and classmates about the intuition part of my journey, but no one was experiencing the same kinds of life lessons I was seeing from the spiritual divinity couldn't turn to someone at a church because the intuition side of things turned heads. The only mentor I could reach out to was the spiritual divinity themselves because I could not find a person in body to turn to. There were many days I felt downright alone in a crowd. I waited a long time to find someone who my soul recognized as home. Don't get me wrong, I have long-time friends whom I adore but I had an inkling that there were folks who could truly understand me 
and that I could have a profound, instant connection with them once we finally found each other. Maybe it took so long because I was looking in the wrong places, or maybe it was so I could find that place of home in myself first. Perhaps I needed to evolve and change into someone they would recognize and gravitate to when we finally met. For whatever reason, this past year, I've been able to make the acquaintance of several soul sisters to whom I feel such alignment. Late 2017, I felt a nudging to go to a Hay House conference for writers. As the event was in a different state, I was reticent about going until a friend said he was interested. When we arrived, there were over 100 participants in the hotel banquet room. I sat in the second row thinking I would learn more if I was up close and making myself pay more attention. I made a point to reach out to a couple of women near me. One lovely woman in the seat directly in front of me had a warm, inviting smile. Her name was Linda, and she had followed the nudging she received to make the trip from California. Day two of the conference, my body grew tired of the stiff hotel chairs, so I moved over to the wall and sat on the floor. The beautiful soul from the front row took my lead and followed me to the wall. We started up a conversation that over time turned into a soul sister connection. Linda Dirks, fellow lightworker, author, and fellow radio host with me, not only followed me to the wall, but onto my weekly radio podcast and to write her first book. Had either one of us not listened to the whispers of spirit, I don't know if we ever would have connected. I am so honored to have found Linda and enjoy her friendship as we walk on our spiritual journeys together. Spring 2017, I received a request to provide a long-distance personal reading session. When I answered the phone, I instinctively knew that I was supposed to know this client better and saw a vision of us working toward a common goal. Dr. Nancy Tarhart listened to her guidance, recognized my name when she saw it, and reached out. Together we share commonalities that make our hearts beat and add meaning to our lives. While Nancy and I have never actually met in person, my soul recognized her at once. To all my tribe members, the new and the old, I thank my lucky stars for you daily. Your presence fills me with love, connection, and belonging. So I am an author and a spiritual counselor providing individualized transformational experiences for my clients using Holy Fire Reiki, energy work, and connection with the spiritual divinity, including the Divine Mother, Archangels Michael, Gabrielle, and Raphael. If my work with the spiritual divinity sounds like something you would like to explore, please feel free to reach out to me at openclinic1 at gmail.com and we could discuss a private long-distance session. Make sure to mention that you are a listener of International Angels Network to receive a discount. I also just launched a new book that came out on Amazon August 7th, Walking with Spirit, Divine Illuminations on Life, Death, and Beyond, shares so many lessons that I have learned this past year and a half, including what happens when we die, how you can connect to the spiritual divinity, and what the spirit realm can teach us about the physical realm we live in. The book is available on Kindle Now and will be coming out in paperback soon, so please be looking for that on Amazon. 
So let's get started with our topic tonight in the Getting to Know Divine Mother miniseries. This show is called Your Will, Not Mine. Divine Mother is known by many names. Some see her as Mother Mary, the Divine Mother of Jesus Christ. Others see her as Mother Nature, Mother Earth, or a Divine Feminine Universal Energy. I see her as a combination of all those things, encompassing nature, heaven, and earth. Divine Mother is the essence of all things compassionate and maternal. She brings an all-embracing, all-consuming love to her healing. Divine Mother has given me unconditional love and the impossible, all-encompassing nurturing that my soul longs for in a mother. Time spent with Divine Mother leaves me feeling intensely satisfied, wholeheartedly nurtured, wide open to love, and loved, very loved. I would now like to tell you about Dr. Nancy Tarhart, our guest this evening. Nancy has a wide and varied history of personal and professional experience, encompassing 40-plus years of business experience combined with theater, experience as a performer, director, customer, educator, and administrator. An intuitive and mystic, the understanding of her gifts fully ignited in 1999 when she enrolled in a part-time undergrad program for adult students from which, in 2005, she earned a BA in philosophy and religious studies, summa cum laude, from the, North, from the Notre Dame of Maryland University. She continued on her spirit, Sophia, guided academic, and in 2013 was awarded a PhD in religious studies with a concentration in feminist theory, the divine feminine, and Marian of Trinity, St. David, Lampeter, Wales. Recently, she has come full circle academically and according to Spirit Sophia's plan and is back at Notre Dame of Maryland. This time is in a... Traveling, writing, gardening, reading, sharing her home with her beautiful black kitties, Callie and Bestet. So welcome, Dr. Nancy Tarhart, to the show. Bruce, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction, and I enjoyed very much hearing your, your story. So thank mm, you thank for you. sharing that. Well, you bet. So you are the fifth week out of a five-week mini-series on getting to know Divine Mother, and um, each of the different people have come from a different place. So I am so excited to hear about your experiences with Divine Mother and what you're doing with your life now as a result. Well, um, I think that it's fair to say that she has been guiding my my steps uh, for a good portion of my life. Uh, I did not was not aware of it for a long time. And and that may be not entirely correct. I think I was aware of it, but did not want to acknowledge it um, for a long time. And I do know that, that as a child, 
I would be aware of things, I would see and hear things, and it didn't go over too well in in um, the general world of growing up in a in a, a very Christian household. Uh, I mean, not not fundamentally so, but just you know, you don't really talk about seeing things or hearing things. And I was always told that my I had the most incredible imagination. That hmm. imagination of yours, I can still hear my mother saying. Um, and it wasn't imagination. And as I got older, I started to realize that. And then it frightened me a little bit because it would it would sometimes be too intense. But but what has happened is that um, in 1995, it was decided not by me that you know what enough is enough and it's time. You need to follow your journey. The reason you were put here, you need to fulfill your purpose. And so Nancy, I'm going to cut in. I'm going to cut in one second. So when you say it was decided, but not by you, who was giving you this push out the door? Spirit, the spirit world, and I, I at that time didn't really identify it. I will assume it was uh, the divine mother or the divine feminine, uh, as as I often refer to that whole. Um, cadre of of experiences of aspects and attributes, and I think that I started. Well, I know I started to hear things. I started to see things. I started to think I was having a nervous breakdown, and didn't really know who to talk to about it. And mm-hmm. and called one of my old high school teachers. She said, you know what? She said, I mean, I was sobbing on the phone. I was like, I think that there's mm-hmm. something wrong with me. I, you know. And she said, you know what? She said, I've got this friend. She said, don't go anywhere. She said, I'm going to call, I, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to call her and then I'm going to call you back. And I just, I followed instructions and she Fifteen minutes later, called me back, and she said, all right, now I know that this is meant to be. She said, as soon as I called my friend Charlene, she said, I tried to call you because I knew you were trying to get in touch with me. Mm, awesome. And your, phone, and your phone was busy. And so Charlene, who is on the other side now, she passed in 2013, um, Charlene agreed to see me, and my friend Betty said, I know she's going to be able to help you. I said, okay, fine. So I went to meet this woman, and I, she opens the door. I knock on the door, and she opens it, and it's a woman who's probably about 25 years older than, than me, and she's got long blonde hair and is wearing all white. Hmm. And she says, and I, I thought I was looking at an angel. And she said, you must be Nancy. She said, come on up to my healing room. She took me by the hand and took me up the stairs to this room, which was all white, but it had books from floor to ceiling all along two of the walls. And she sat me in a chair and she said, so tell me what's been going on. (laughs) And I started telling her and I was, I was horrified. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to call 
there's there's a, a psychiatric hospital here called Shepherd Pratt, very famous. Uh, Zelda Fitzgerald, F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, was in there for years, and I thought she's going to call Shepherd Pratt and have them come and get me. I mean, you know, but I told, I started telling her, and after the first thing I said, she went, "Oh wow." Hmm. I thought, "Oh wow." And then I continued, and each time I would say something, she would she would just she'd say, "Oh wow, wow, I wish that would happen to me." And I said, "Finally, is that normal?" And she said, "You don't realize what's happening, do you?" Wow. And I said, "No, I really don't." And she said, you're communicating. You're being, you're being talked to. You're being shown things. This is like normal for you. Why have you never paid attention to this before? And I didn't really have a good answer except for fear. Mm-hmm. And so we talked. We became very good friends. She helped me. She helped guide me through or ease me through, I should say. But you know a lot of the a lot of the initial opening time but um a lot of the times the sense that i got was a very nurturing warm enveloping loving mother sister friend type energy and it would just enfold me quite often and just hold me and so I learned to just sort of walk with that and walk through that and and give things over to that presence and so you know we can fast forward to 1999 waking up one morning and saying i think i want to go to college and you have to understand i'm going to be 65 in a couple of months so mm-hmm. 1999 i was in my 40s and i had valued and placed great um great importance on the fact that of the the five children that my parents had i was the only one who had never gone to college uh, that 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 meant a lot to me. It was it was part of my identity that I had done so mm-hmm. well, you know. And I thought, okay, who just jumped into me and said I think I want to go to college? Who said that? I, it wasn't me. So I called my friend Charlene and I said, "You're not going to believe this, but I think I might want to go to college." And she said, "Hey," she said, "I went to this Ghent College at Notre Dame." She said, "You know, it's it's." It's part-time, but it lets people get, you know, it, you're, you're taking full course loads. It's not like part-time courses. And she said, why don't you put yourself in your quiet place and ask why it is that you want to do this? I said, okay. So the short version is I did it, I, I asked three times. And each of the three times, I just heard this voice. And I will say, this was not, I still have not quite decided who this was because it was a very masculine-sounding voice, very deep, very and, – and the energy was masculine. 
and it just said Ph.D. Hmm. Well, the first time I heard it, I had to look it up because I thought Ph.D. Isn't that a doctor of philosophy? What, did, what does that mean? So the third time, I was so frustrated, and I yelled back, what am I going to do with a Ph.D.? And I heard, don't worry about it, just do it. So I enrolled, and um, really found a part of me that I had not known existed. I I found myself. I, I really, um, I blossomed. I I understood ancient, you know, like sitting in a, in a library with my philosophy, first philosophy teacher who now happens to be my chairperson, scared to death that I was not going to do well on a paper. And it was about an art, a, a piece by Aristotle. And she just sat there watching me. And I thought, oh, I'm really, I'm really messing this up. I don't understand. And finally she said, you are picking things up in this that people who have been philosophers for years don't even see. She said, you have got a real gift for this. And that's what kept me in school. That gave me the, 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 the confidence, you know, that little boost. Um, And then, I was told, you know, I had decided at that point that the school had, it was a liberal arts uh, major. And, and so you had concentrations. And my major concentration was philosophy. And I decided I wanted the minor concentration to be religious studies. And I went to, the, to my advisor and I said, hi, this is what I want to do. And she said, you know what? She said, I'm looking at your transcript. She said, wait here for a minute comes back and she says okay she said I just talked to both the the department chairs of both of the departments she said and what they want to do is they want to each of them wants to make you a major oh wow so you're now going to be a double major in religious studies and in philosophy wow beautiful it was out of it was it was not anything that I was controlling. It was not anything that I was um, actively pushing for or lobbying for. I was just sort of not worrying about it, just doing it, and that continued to open avenues that I think had been planned for a long time and the same thing happened with with getting accepted into the PhD program at the University of Wales I was going to after you know I had planned to go to a school out in California actually to do a master's and it was a school that um, very progressive theologian um, had developed and the week before my check was due I had been accepted the week before my check was due the ownership of the university changed hands and they changed the entire way that they were doing things and they changed their entire program and so 
I talked to some of my professors, and they said one of them said, "Why would you go and pay to learn something that you already know how to do? Huh. Why, why don't you just and you'll know when the right thing comes up." So I wrote a letter, and I, you know, and I then decided I'm not going to write a letter. I'm going to call them. So I called, and the president, the then president of the place, was like. Oh, please, we really, you know, we really want you to come. What can we do? And I said, no, you know what, it's really all right. I said, if in a year or six months I decide to do this. Oh, I was so disappointed and so bummed out. And I was like, okay, I've been been doing what I thought I was supposed to do. How could this fall through? How could this have happened? And I get home, and there's a prospectus from the University of Wales Department of Religious Studies in my mailbox, which I never requested. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Looked at it, and I thought, I can try to do this. (laughs) What you needed to do was write a proposal and send it to them. And then they would circulate it. And if any one of the professors wanted to work with you, then they would accept you into this program. So I wrote a proposal, and my proposal had to do with uh, femi- the feminine wisdom in the Hebrew Bible, wow. and and I thought, okay, yeah, and and the way she's been, she was sort of usurped by the masculine word or logos, and I, I was very proud of this of this proposal, and I sent it over. And a couple of weeks went by, and I had not heard anything, and I thought, well, I guess I blew it. I hope they at least email me and tell me. You know, thank you, but we're not going to accept you. Mm-hmm. And I got an email that said, "Hi, this is Dr. You know, Sarah Jane Boss." She said, "I am happy to work with you as long as you can put something in your proposal about the Virgin Mary." Oh, how perfect! And I. I didn't know how perfect it was because at the time, now, you know, I have to admit, I was college, but I was raised a Protestant. Protestants don't know a whole lot about the Virgin Mary. Right. Other than the fact that she's she's Jesus' mother. You know, we don't have Mm -hmm. that whole, I call it an arm of of the faith that that really – in effect, worships Mary. The cult they call it the cult of Mary, and so I was like, you know, I would have promised anything at that point. I was like, sure, I can put something in there about the Virgin Mary. I I will find out about it. I would have written about my cats at that point. You know, it's it's just, <laughs> it just I was so anxious to make sure I was doing the right thing. You know, that I was still on the on the path. You know, right. And and I did keep hearing, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Just do it. Just just relax. And it was a period of my life where I I learned the importance of just moving. Just just don't sit and worry all the time. You know how we we as humans tend to sit and worry. And well, you know, if I do this, well, or if I don't do this, what's going to happen? And can I afford to? And can I just I thought, you know what, I I can't worry about all of this. 
Um, I, I just need to, I need to know, I need to trust, to trust. And, and I need to put my, my ego-driven will on a shelf someplace and just go with the flow of divine will. Go with the plan that I think that I agreed to before I came in. Go with that. And so, you know, yes, I wrote about Mary and I wrote about, um, I wrote about feminine wisdom as well and the fact that they work in tandem and, and technically I look at Mary actually from a very human perspective, but knowing also that she is part of divine, um, you know, that divine mother, divine feminine actually too. And I think that we, we see the divine mother or the divine feminine in many, many places. Some of them are very unexpected. Um, there's a big push to, to sort of separate out the Marys, for example, that we have Mary Magdalene and we have the mother of Mary or the Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, and I think they were different people, but I think that they both had that divine feminine had and have that divine feminine working through them. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, and that is actually something that I wanted to ask you about tonight because you and I have spoken about the many faces of Divine Mother, and I've been shown by my guides that whenever someone is kind or doing something to help humanity, that that could be considered one of the faces of the Divine Mother. Um, My guides told me that while I'm recording my radio show, or writing my stories about the spiritual divinity, or working with clients in order to help them become their highest self, that I'm then one of the many faces of the Divine Mother. And Nancy, you had shared with me in a quick reading for me that you mentioned my finding the many faces of Divine Mother. Sometimes it's presented right next to me with a facade that is remarkably different than I might think. So how can we how can we recognize the many faces of divine mother when we run into it somewhere? I think that it's recognition of the energy. I don't think that that it is um Okay, so so for example, Let's say that there is a very wizened, old, older, I'll say old, woman sitting on a, a street, you know, a bench on a, on a street, busy street corner, who may look like she's, maybe she's homeless. And as we approach to to sit on the bench because we're waiting for a bus 
we may choose to either sit on the bench or we may say, oh, maybe I'll just sort of stand or or not. I personally would probably choose to sit because I'm one of those people. I talk to people in the supermarket and everything. I just talk to people. So mm-hmm. I would probably sit on the bench. And she looks over and she just smiles. And with that smile, I would probably be able to sense through through energetic feel. I, I tend to be very sentient, so I feel a lot. Um, I see things too, but, but my strongest sense really is feeling. And in my heart, in the area of my heart chakra, I would feel my heart blast open Hmm. and just be open to, to exchange that energy. And that's how I would recognize. I think that we feel, we, we feel comfortable. We feel recognition. We can sense recognition. Um, we can, and and so, and let me, I'm, I know I'm sort of zigzagging and I apologize okay. for that. No. Um, it's, I do this in my classes too. It drives my students nuts. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and I go back. And so I smile back to the lady and I say, how are you? And she says, I'm good. I'm better now that I've seen you. Hmm. Can't tell you really how many times that has happened to me. And not necessarily an old lady, but, you know, the people will say, oh, I'm sorry, I thought that I knew you, but it's really good to see you. Well, that's how how I felt. That's how I felt when we first talked on the phone. It's like, I've already known you. Right. And so I think that that part of that recognition in our case, it was it was twofold. Part of it was, I think it's the divine feminine or divine mother working through us. The other is that yes, we we are we are our souls are connected. We are part of that right. same tribe, that that same you know grouping, and and mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that we are being challenged right now or maybe not challenged it's, that's that's the wrong word we are we have been charged we collectively we not just you and i we the people of the world and particularly the light workers are being have been charged are being charged with continuing to against you know, sometimes what seem to be insurmountable odds, we are being asked to continue to do our best to keep those heart chakras open and to allow ourselves to be conduits and channels for that energy so that not only are people recognizing something in us that, that, they will resonate to and either ask a question or 
or say, or just, just walk away saying, gosh, I feel better since I saw that person. Mm-hmm. But we're also being asked to open that up so that more people can share in that, in that energy and whether they recognize it or not. Because it's also very healing. Because love is healing. And that's what it is. Right. And it, it resides in the heart, I think. It's not in our minds. We like to think it's in our in our brains and our minds all the time, and that's what gets in our way. Um, it, it really is. As I'm talking to you, my heart chakra is just, like, pulsing. Right. I know. I was just feeling that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was Thanks. feeling that. Yeah, so it's, it's and I, I don't want to make it sound like creepy or anything like that because it's not, but it's, it's sort of the, um, the feeling that you get when you see small children laughing. And, and it just fills your heart. When people say it fills my heart with joy or you hear beautiful music or, or see somebody that you love. And and Divine Mother, I think, works in very mysterious ways. And sometimes it could be that, you know, I think sometimes Divine Mother appears as a man. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that that energy knows any gender boundary. Or, you know, uh, there's no gender boundary. Right. Right. You know, so... So energy is energy and and we're being asked to pay attention, uh be or be aware and and allow. Allow it to, to flow through us because when we do that we feel better. Um we are better able to assist others and you may change somebody's life. You might you you most likely will change somebody's day. I mean, you know, when was the last time that you said hi to somebody that you didn't even know and you know that they walked away smiling? Right. And they you know, may have totally changed their mind about something or totally changed the way they went about the rest of their day. And I think that that's what we're here for. To help so, you know, I I just got a really cool um, visual image of Divine Mother actually being a verb, <laughs> like the the energy of Divine Mother being a verb. That's interesting. Yeah, an action verb. Right. Aren't there different kinds of verbs, an action verb and another kind of verb? Oh, I don't remember. I hated I hated English. Oh, please don't hear, let any of my English teachers hear that. No. <laughs> but just think that there, it's, but, it's something you can do and something you yes. can emanate and be. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's my sense. Because I believe that we all... Um, have the potential to be fully human and fully divine in in as much as 
our physicalness will allow us to be. And that's a very wisdom-based um, understanding. And it, 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 all it requires us to do is being present in cooperation and in co-creation with with the divine or you know and 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 that could be either the divine mother that could be uh the divine source that could be the divine feminine however you define that it could be god it could be the goddess you know we have we as humans have this need to define and label and and so, you know, I can. T- it, it, might, it could be Buddha. It could be um, Krishna. It could be any one of a multitude of descriptors for. It could be Hectate or you know Bridget. So, so we have all of these definers um, and labels, and I think we're talking about in modern terms energy, something that is so totally other than us that we can really only experience it in ways that we only we can only just start to begin to understand. But yes, um, when we allow it to work through us, yes, I think that it is a verb. I think that's great. Thank you to whoever showed you that. <laughs> whoever whispered in, in my ear. So, Nancy, so you're talking about, you know, the the energy of the love and the kindness and the compassion that came come through in all of those different variations. Do you see that as similar to the the love energy of God, or do you see it as different? Are we talking about two separate energies here or sort of a combined? I think it all emanates from the same source. Mm-hmm. Now, is it the same thing? I don't know. Um, I think that we've been trying to figure that out for mm, probably about 5,000 years, if not longer. Um, okay. I, I, you know, it's interesting to me, and, and my sense is that, that um, you know, given my research and if you, you know, and looking at, you know, reading all of these uh, treatises from these early ancient church fathers and, and the, and Plato and, and, you know, some of the philosophers, but listening to them, and they have a consistent inconsistency in that they are very almost confused in a way as to exactly what wisdom is. Mm-hmm. Is wisdom from God? Is wisdom God's creation 
but then they refer to wisdom as God's power. And that wisdom had the, you know, God had the thought before God spoke the word. It was God's wisdom, and then he spoke the word when you start to get into the issue with the word. But but you had that, what he what they talked about, and what it actually says in the um, the Bible, the biblical uh, wisdom literature, is that wisdom was the vivifying, well, it doesn't use that word, but was the energy that, that God said, okay, I want to create trees. But it was wisdom that actualized the creation. Hmm. And so it's wisdom is the vivifying energy of all of creation, the creation of the cosmos. And if we look at it in today's terminology, we know that there is energy from the stars. You know, we're we're composed of some of the same elements that are in the stars. And so that energy is that something that, that runs through us. And and we're told in the Bible that God breathed into the first man to give that that man life. He breathed into humanity, which implies that humanity as some of God has some of the divine source in it. Right. And so, so um, that to me is energy. That breath would be right. energy. And so is it the same thing? I don't know. Gosh, I wish I had that anti-millionaires, but well, I don't think go. that that's, I don't know that that's part of my plan. I mean, it's part of my plan, but I don't know if it's part of the plan. I'm putting it out there. I wouldn't mind being a multi-millionaire <laughs> for a day or two. <laughs> Hurry, I'm not getting any younger. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was really interesting while while you were talking because here in the room that I'm that I'm sitting in, I can feel the energy of Divine Mother off to my off to my left. And as you were speaking about, you know, is it is it God's love coming through her? Is it you know different? Is it the same? I'm sensing her saying, "Is God's love coming down through me?" I mean, it's like I could see it coming down through her, but yet there's this also mix that gets, it's the the essence of her that gets mixed into God's love. And then what we get is this even richer, um, delicious, feminine, nurturing wisdom. It's just like so rich. So that's what I was being shown while you were talking. Um, okay. The other thing that I was, go ahead. No, I was just, no, you go ahead. I've been babbling. Go ahead. That's right. Um, The other thing is um, God had told me a a couple, I don't know, in June, that the stars are actually a gift from from him. Um, He said, uh, I was learning about the rainbow. My next book that I'm in the middle of writing is about, not about energy, but about light. And... um, because my second book was all about energy. And then Divine Mother said, no, 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 we're not doing energy. We're, doing, we're talking about light. And we're talking about um, 
expanding your light to be more godlike. I mean, that's what my whole next book is about um, light. And then they were talking about the rainbow, and then they were talking about the stars. And um, I asked if, the, um, total aside, I don't know why I'm going here, but um, I had asked if the rainbow was a gift of God. And they said, no. And I, I said, well, wait a minute, what about the whole Noah's Ark story? I mean, I don't <laughs> They always said the rainbow was a gift from God. And she said, and it, they ended up saying, no, actually the rainbow was a gift from Divine Mother. They said the stars are a gift from God. And the, the stars are, um, they provide light in the darkness. And by golly, isn't that everything that God is? So I just, True. I just thought those were interesting asides to the conversation. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, if, if we go back in time as well, in, before our Christian, our Western Christian mindset comes in, because that's what, in the West, that's, that's what our paradigm has been. That's what our ethos has been. And right. we think of God as that one and only, because that's what we that's what we know. And prior to Yahweh, you know, the God of the Hebrew Bible and the same God that Jesus prayed to and you know and and, and that we and that the Muslims pray to as well, although they call they they refer to him as Allah. Um, prior to that they civilizations tended to have and still some of them still do, they had a male god with a consort, with a female consort, so that there was that blending of the dualities. They may not have had the same um, uh, same powers and abilities, and so there's been a lot of speculation also that wisdom, feminine wisdom, was God's consort, or was almost like a, a an attempt to to balance out the the one and only male God. So when we look at the attributes of feminine wisdom, for example, or, you know, who can be also defined as the divine mother, she's very playful. She enjoyed beauty and all these things. And throwing a rainbow up into the, into the sky, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I get that saying this is let's 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 make sure that there's some beauty and it's also still can be a promise. Right. It still can be a promise that that he will never do that again. I'll make sure of it. It's our word to you. Um but it's also it's it's pretty and it makes you it it it, it pulls up I don't know about you, but every time I see a rainbow, I just feel really good. I do too. Yep. I mean, it's awesome, and it's it's all filling, and 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 so, and the stars being the being the light in the darkness, absolutely. Um, so again, you know, I think that. I think that it is a matter. A matter. I think that you're on to something with you know it's 
it's coming from one source and it's it's moving through and 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 incorporating and blending and then when it comes to us to be part of that process as well mhm mhm that we are that it's almost like it's matriculating you know that it's it's going through its different processes and so that then we can in turn return it back up to where it needs to to where it can be, how do I say this, reflect it back up and and return it back up so that it can continue the cycle and continue to grow. Although certainly God doesn't need us giving stuff back to regenerate. I mean, that's just silly. But but I think that it's, we, I mean, when was the last time that we told God that, you know, that we loved him? Or that we told this morning. <laughs> okay, but most people really don't, right? Most yeah. people yeah. really probably don't. They we talk about God loving us, right, right. But it, you know, and to say, I need you. I love you. I need you, and I thank you. I think a lot of us say thank you, but. You know, so it's that recognition. It's that being part of it. It's it's again, and uh, it's that verb. It's it's activity. It's being and doing and 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 walking in awareness, and and in the wisdom tradition, and actually in the Jewish tradition, uh, that's called the path of righteousness. It's righteousness. It's right walking with your source. Um, and that's, that's all about why we're here and, and knowing that we have the responsibility to take care of ourselves and take care of others and love right. each other. And, and, you know, and that's, that's the light to me. That's the light in the darkness. The stars are too, but the bigger light is the love that, that we all are. And when we open our hearts to that, that's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but and and as we open those hearts up uh, to experience the Divine Mother, we are exchanging love, her love, our love, and and spreading it around, as my niece would say, spreading it around. Mm-hmm. So we only have a couple of minutes, but I do want to ask you. A last question, and I would love to have you back on. I know that you're busy with your classes at the university, but if you have any time for us, I would love, love to have you back on. Um, so we've just, I'm just looking at the clock. So we've got like three minutes, two, three minutes. So Nancy, do you actively spend time in prayer or meditation, or do you simply just have like open lines of communication with Divine Mother much of the time? How does that work for you? I um, I always do it like a little gratitude thing before I go to bed. But as far as meditation, like regular meditation, no, I'm really bad at that. Um, my meditation, I refer to it as like a walking meditation, if that's indeed what it is. I just, like if I'm knitting, my brain starts just, I, I, move, I go into like a Zen mode. 
um, mm-hmm. if I'm weaving in my fiber arts or if I'm in the garden, I'd say it's probably just that it's ongoing. You know, I, I, all in, any and all information, I mean, I can, I can zero in on it and, and really ask for it if, if there's something special or particular um, that, that I feel like I need or want guidance on. But um, usually it just kind of comes. And I don't know that I'm um, that I, I make a conscious um, practice. That's that's the word I'm looking for. I don't have a practice with. I'm not a good practicer. I'm sorry. I hate to admit that, but I'm 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 not good at that. I, my practice is through things like when I sit with the cats and I'm petting them, and we get very quiet, and there's a communication there, and that communication then branches out, and that's that's kind of how it happens, or when I'm with my students, and just communicating, or walking, you know, I had an incident, it sounds bad, I had an episode, that sounds worse, I had a, a situation <laughs> in, that's bad too, in Wegmans, the other the grocery store the other day where this person started talking to me. It wasn't bad at all. And we just, we stood there laughing and everything. And I walked away and I said, that's what this is about. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And I heard you're welcome. You needed it. How sweet. That's beautiful. I needed it. Nancy, we, yeah, we are short on time and I have to say good night but if somebody wants to contact you, could they email you at tarhart, H-E-A-R-T, at gmail.com? Yes, they can. Okay. That would be All right. Well. All right. Well, Dr. Nancy Tarhart, I love you. Thank you so much for being with us. And um, may thank I just you. say thank you. you. Absolutely. Thank you, listeners, for listening in. It is always a pleasure to have you with us. And please join us this week. We've got several shows lining up. And I look forward to walking with Spirit and you next Thursday, August 23, 2018. Good night and God bless.